the Phoenix Suns were sitting at a bar tonight. It was a smoky bar. The lights were low. They were just sitting at the end. It's one of those bars where you can still smoke inside the bar. They were looking across the pine and seeing if there was anyone who could help them bust the slump that they're on. Across the bar, smiling, was the Orlando Magic. Now, the Orlando Magic, they're not easy. They're not going to just let you be a, to utilize them as a slump buster. They're going to they're, they're make you buy them a few drinks, Matthew. And that's what the Suns did tonight. They had to buy the Magic a few drinks in order to bust their slump. But ultimately, the Phoenix <laughs> Suns do win. The, the streak of losing is over. Uh, at a very much-needed time, this win puts the game back up by one in the fourth seed in the in the uh, the Western Conference. So, way to bust that slump there, Phoenix Suns. Yeah, bottom of drink turned around, and you're just like, oh, wait, where did they go? They left. Um, but nice cock-blocking by uh, Kogi tonight, dude. At the very just, end, yes. That was yeah, very, very the cock-blocker. Cock <laughs> Josh, the cock-blocker of Kogi. Seals the game for the Phoenix Suns. It was it was a, an interesting game tonight, man. Interesting oh, game for sure. Yeah, I don't even know what this team is right now. This is the weirdest part of the season right now. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to get through these games. It it's is so you know, strange. There's 14 games left now for the Phoenix Suns. They sit at 38 and 32. And just so you know, Matthew, the Phoenix Suns to end the season would have to go 12 and one for my prediction to come true or 11 and one. Is there 12 games left? How many games are left? Math. Not good. at. I think yeah, we'll say 12, 13, 12, right? So I said at the beginning of the season, this team would go 49 and 33. All right. So 38 and and, uh, 32. Yeah. They'd have to, did you predict that Katie would be here too? (laughs) No, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) Imagine that was my prediction. They're going to get Katie and they're going to go 49 and then 30 and I would be like, there's no way they get there's Katie. No I don't know why I sound it's... like Trump right there. There's no way they get Katie, and all of a sudden they uh they only win 49 games. I think I predicted 60 again. <laughs> yeah, we'll go over that <laughs> at the end off. of the year jammy awards where we yeah. recap the season. We talk about what our preseason predictions were and whatnot. But I'll tell you this: if you were to ask me in the preseason if the Phoenix Suns had the chance to be swept by the Orlando Magic, I'd be like, meh. You're full of it, you son of a bitch. And that nearly happened tonight, man. The Orlando <laughs> yeah. Magic once again proved that they are a team that is feisty, they're physical, and they like to get out and run. And they were giving the Suns problems, man. They didn't stop. It was all game. You would think they would just kind of go away. I love these games because you just always get to hear EJ say the same thing, where it's like, these teams, you know, they just fight hard, and they're not going to go away. You got to put them down. Don't give them a chance. That was what tonight was. And I could not believe we seriously almost went to overtime with that game. It, well, you know what I mean? Like the energy and stuff just kept swaying back and forth. Um, I, You know what? Give the Magic some credit. They're fun to watch. So as much as it's really hard to watch the Suns team right now, at least like the teams we're playing, it's like, you know, the Kings. It's like, oh, that's cool. Like I like watching this team. I know we got beat, but and it's nice to watch this uh, Magic team. Well, I'll tell I, you I what. It, feel, I like these guys. It's a lot better than hearing EJ say, listen, by 10 minutes left in the game, we got to cut it to 20. We'll be <laughs> with five minutes in the game. We got to cut it to 10 because that's what we've been listening to for the past week. And yeah, I don't like that, EJ. Okay. <laughs> that's always in my head, too. Always. I'm always thinking that. Oh, please come back, Katie. Oh, yeah. I gave you 20 bucks, dude. Dude, you know what? If anybody donates in the, the super chat today, we will metaphorically. Give that money to Kevin Durant. We won't actually because I think he'll be back it. soon. Another week. I do too. We'll talk about that. We'll yeah. talk about that. Okay. We'll talk about that and plenty more on this edition of the Suns Jam Session <laughs> podcast. So we appreciate anyone who's tuning in. If you're watching along live, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Whether you're doing on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch. Yes, we have a Twitch channel. So oh, if you head yeah. over to Twitch, you can see us there as well. If you're listening tomorrow. I just want to wish you a happy St. Patrick's Day, and I hope you have a nice day. Have yourself some of the corned beef and a little bit of the cabbage, and have yourself one of these delicious Guinness beers that we got right here. Mm, that because looks good, man. Because that's uh, I'm off tomorrow, man. I don't know about I you. I am too. What I are you am. doing? 
Oh yeah, you're I'm going doing... to the water park. That's right. You're going to the water park. How long are the games on for tomorrow? You're gonna be like, if I were to come over after, you'd just be like so wasted and just tired. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be cooking corned beef and cabbage all day, man. Are you okay? I'll Hell see what time yeah. I get done. I'll drive separate because I'll be over there in Scottsdale. So oh, sorry, sweet. Jamsters. Sweet. No, you're good. So yeah, the game started at 10:15. Here's the funny thing, Jamsters. Is right before we get on, I'm like Matthew. You didn't submit your bracket to the Suns Jam session, Suns Jam session bracket thingy, and you're like, "Oh yeah, well, I got till tomorrow, right?" How the fuck do you not know that March Madness starts on Thursdays? It's like because a holiday you said, for me. I request Friday off so I can watch it all day. So well, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the first. I can't day. take Thursday and Friday off. Although I, I was very unproductive at work today, <laughs> oh, very unproductive. I'm so sorry, dude. I I really and that's bad. I, I should be suspended for one pod. It's it's not good. I'll suspend myself. It's, it's not good. It's not, not, who takes us seriously now? <laughs> if I'm not doing that stuff. Well, I, I do want real quick. I'm I'm gonna exit out of here. Pop over here before I chug this beer here. And I want to give a shout out because currently, the Suns Jam bracket thingy in first place is Alex O. He got 14 out of the 16 games correct today. I'm currently sitting in fourth place. Okay, so Fire okay. Sarver is in second, as is Suns Fever. And then I'm tied tied with uh, like Coach Evan B and Metal Mike's in there. Jay Schneck, Sundaris is in there. I mean, we got some good. So says Jay's at the bottom because U of A lost. <laughs> I feel like I I wish I can just if I could use a um you know rewind button once in my life it would be for this situation where I'm not involved in the Final Four bracket with you guys. It's okay. You know my, my little brother called man. me today and he said the same things like, dude, I forgot to submit a bracket. I'm like, how the fuck? Well, of I- course, Paul. Come on. Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul forgets things. No excuses for me. Well, I'll tell you what. To celebrate St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna down this Guinness. I'm not just gonna sip this Guinness because I got a backup okay. here. All right, I've already had a few, you know, because it's my Friday. So, uh, uh, for those of you who want to know how to drink a Guinness, the beautiful thing about it is it's non-carbonated. And you just drink it like this. So, Matthew, you can talk about stuff while I choke this down. Chug, 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 with the fellas. Ah, that's how you drink a Guinness. That was good. Now he's going to be tired. <laughs> <laughs> tired. It's like my fifth one. Cheers. Let's drink another one. to 113 like i said they moved to 38 and 32 on the season and obviously a big game for the phoenix suns a weird game for sure which brings me to my first question matthew i got to ask matthew i gotta ask we talk a lot about big dick booker and you know jumbo crotch chris Paul, we've never used that <laughs> phrase before. But does Josh Akogi have the biggest balls on the team? <laughs> he does. And not just because of that block, because he just doesn't stop shooting threes. What was he, 0 for 5 to start the game? He was. And he just continues to jack him up. That's why I love him. He went 0 for 8 that one game. And I'm like, I don't care. I still love this dude. He loved the confidence in him. He does, for sure. And we've always talked about, you know, like the one play he's going to make in the playoffs is going to switch a game or just win us a game. 100%. Obviously, he won tonight's game with that block, but that's stuff he's going to bring into the playoffs. So biggest balls on the team, for sure. Mondo nuts for, for Josh Okoge, because you're right. You take a look at the stat line, 15 points. Okay, <laughs> he took 14 shots to get there. He was 4 of 14 from the field, 2 of 10 from beyond the arc four assists, four rebounds, but he had three blocks and three steals in this game, Matthew. And that's where the Josh Akogi factor continues to wow and amaze us. And it's going to be interesting because in a few games, we're going to be playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I was the one who was on the subreddit stakeout for the last time we played the Timberwolves. And there's somebody who Minnesota really feels like they're like, shit, man, we, we let a good thing go. Cause Josh Akogi although he had plenty of opportunity in Minnesota and showed the defensive prowess that is garnering him uh, the reputation of just having some gargantuan cajones with the Phoenix Suns. 
it's his offensive game that's really started to flourish with us and allows the Phoenix Suns to keep him on the court as a part of the starting five. But what he brings defensively is, it's just, it's un, you can't compare it to anything other than Mikhail Bridges. And it's been better than Mikhail Bridges, I feel, because of the rebounding aspect of what he does. Now, obviously, you're not going to sit there and do apples to apples with Josh Okogie and Mikhail Bridges, but it does somewhat soften the blow knowing that Mikhail is doing what he's doing in in Brooklyn. And he's fucking killing it in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. But the fact that he went for that block, at the end, the, the Phoenix Suns won this game by three points. You typically, when you're up three points, you don't go for that block. Because if you happen to foul the guy, guess what? He's on the line. Or if in the case of like Cameron Payne, who hit the three right before the end of the first quarter and got fouled, it becomes a four-point play. You can lose that game. You don't make that play. But Josh Okoge has massive, hairy, giant dreadlocks oh <laughs> not as big as cole anthony's but um yeah cole anthony's got some dreadlocks man if yeah. he was to shave his head he'd be going bald I, yeah he actually when i was looking at him like dude he looked good with a shaved head so i'm like yeah you should shave that off because he has a perfect head for it um but back to a kogi i think uh, offensively too he can handle the ball which he saw in the third quarter bringing the ball up, switching it up a little bit with the pace, which was nice, but it didn't really help with defense with the defense for the Suns because the Suns offensively were okay. I mean, they were just kind of jacking up threes all game, mm-hmm. but defensively it was terrible for the Suns. But Okogi defense-wise, how he like plays that way without getting uh, causing fouls, he just uses his body in the right way, right? Like he just yeah. – that's, that's where like I feel like he's better at playing defense on these guys, better than Mikhail, just because he doesn't – you know, he doesn't have like the length to him in a weird way. I know length helps, but like Mikhail would always get kind of tangled said. up and stuff down there. You know what I mean? He'd get tangled up down in the paint and it's just like guys would go up underneath him and it'd be a foul. Kogi's really good at using his, just his body, putting his hands back, reaching in when he's supposed to. I never see anything stupid that he does on the defensive end. I'm not saying that Mikhail did, but Kogi just uses his body the right way. And mm-hmm. We don't have Mikhail, so you're like, oh, the ball handler shooting. But like, I always trust Okogi to take those threes, and I always trust him to handle the ball and set up the offense, even if it is just bringing the ball up and giving it to Chris Paul. That way, they can have an extra four seconds on the shot clock. No shit, right? That's the biggest. That's that's a win for me. I I love what he brings on the offensive end too, just as much as defensively. Yeah, the physicality that he brings is just something different from that spot that we've than we've seen over the past three four seasons. So. Knowing that he has that, knowing that again, you know, when KD comes back, it's just going to be such a <laughs> such a plus for the Phoenix Suns, and I think that his performance tonight was was valuable because again, you know, he he goes four of forty or four of fourteen in this game, and you're thinking, especially as you mentioned, he started zero for five, and you're like, dude, this ain't it, this ain't it, we can't have this from a Kogi, but what he does in the X factor is what keeps him in this game and engaged. And he had, he went one or two in the fourth quarter. You know, he had three steals in the fourth quarter. He was the best player for the Suns, I feel, in yeah. the quarter. Now, the, the thing I liked about the Phoenix Suns in this game is in the fourth quarter, they they played a lot of team basketball. And I know I got a couple, uh, somebody on Twitter was like, oh, here we go, Booker isolation ball. So guess what? folks like we'll complain about it a little bit here and there but it is what the majority of nba teams do in the fourth and when they're under five minutes it's a close game they run iso sets and it's not just a ton of iso it's it's especially when you hit about the two minute mark phoenix was just trying to bleed the clock for a little bit so they were literally just it wasn't necessarily booker isolation it was booker holding the ball for a long time before they initiated the offense with seven seconds left but what i really liked in the fourth from phoenix they only scored 22 points the Orlando Magic scored 28, but it was three points from Akogi. It was four points from DeAndre Ayton. It was four points from Devin Booker. It was four points from Chris Paul. Two from Terrence Ross, which were huge free free throws, by the way. Two from Cameron Payne and three from Damian Lee. It was team ball at the end. And that's the one thing that we've been talking about recently that the Phoenix Suns have had a challenge with in the fourth quarter and in the in close games is they lack an identity and they do get too much, too isolation-based. Did you see it was a lot of isolation-based in the last... Uh, four minutes of this game, or was it the Phoenix yeah. 
just utilizing the resources available to them. I, I think a lot of these games right now are kind of ISO heavy. Um, towards, I mean, in the fourth quarter, our, our bench, they played well. But then, like the the magic came back, and then Monty never called a timeout to about six minutes left in the in the fourth quarter when they yeah. actually came back the second time and tied yeah. the game. But then it's like you know now the way that Chris Paul's playing is like he's stepping up in a way where he's going to come in and hit shots in the fourth, and then you have Booker over there too, who's like, well, I can hit shots too. But then the way Booker played tonight was just I've never really seen him play this way in a long time, where it was just kind of like effortless, kind of like he was defeated before he got on the court, and he wanted his attempts too, but. His looks didn't look good. He's usually great at getting those um, to go in when they're, you know, he- when he's heavily covered. But you just kind of felt like I'm like, yeah, it's not going to go in. And you're just like, well, you have Chris Paul. It's like he made some shots. But I'm like, I don't know if I trust him either. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of trust issues with this first unit heading into the fourth quarter, especially when it's a close game. I think in the back of your mind, you think that you know you're automatically going to win this game because you're playing the Magic, right? even though, I mean, it was closer than what we thought, but we kind of just thought, like, I'm setting up the pot, like, getting ready. I'm like, I think we're just going to win this. I'm not too worried about it. Barely pulled away, but it's like, what else do you go to? Like, I'm, I was thinking, like, they have they have guys that can, you know, get some decent, like, some really difficult shots off in Booker and Chris Paul, mm-hmm. but they don't have, like, another guy, like, when we had Mikhail, like, another guy you can swing it out to who can come back into the paint, maybe get to the rim, maybe draw a foul. It's like another swing player that can just make something happen. Okogi can do that, but it's like Okogi does it, but rarely. And he doesn't have like the actual maneuvers, like what Mikhail had to get to the rim. And it's just like, I feel like we need that other guy. Oh, wait, that's KD. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll be okay when he comes back. Well, and to your point, <laughs> what we're missing right now is another slasher. Yes. Mikhail was a slasher. Mikhail would slash to the paint or he would. You know, baseline cuts things of that nature you don't see any of that anymore in the offense and you it becomes very apparent in that last five minutes of the game but you know as, as you talk about devin booker big dick booker 18 points for devin booker tonight seven of 17 from the field so he struggled five rebounds two assists and as i mentioned in that fourth quarter Devin Booker only had what the, the four points. So, and he was two of five in the fourth as well. Yeah. This was a weird game for D book. And I think part of it, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but one, you know, he had the two early fouls and then he got the technical, right? So that's like a nightly occurrence for Devin Booker right now. Like he's just playing pissed. Is there any part of Devin Booker's game that you think he might be kind of breaking down? I mean, he's carrying this team right now. KD goes down. It's 35 points here. And like when you're scoring 35 points with Kevin Durant out there, it's a lot different than you're, when you're scoring 35 points when he's not out there because of the, the sheer stress that it comes with. It was the most amazing thing with Katie out there. We're going, shit, look at Devin Booker. He's wide the fuck open. Now it's like he has to earn everything. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like this is one of those games where he, he maybe thinks mentally, hey, I'm going into this game. It's the magic. Maybe I can kind of take a night off. Yes. And mentally, he's just not as sharp. And then, you know, he's not he's not knocking down those jumpers. The confidence isn't there. The confidence isn't in there from us watching the game. Do you think it's that or do you think that he might start to get to that point where, as happened earlier in the season, he's starting to break down a little bit? No, I was actually thinking that. I'm like, is he saving himself? I mean, that's not really that's not really Kobe-esque, but it's it's might be something that he needs to do uh, with a few of these games is kind of save his energy. But I'm like, dude, he's not that guy, right? When I was thinking about that, I'm like, that can't be right. That can't be right that he's taking the night off. So I was thinking, like, maybe it's like he's defeated by the rest, right? He's not getting calls. And he's like, fuck, like, the respect I do not get. Yeah, he's, like, just not getting calls. Even though tonight, I'm like, I don't know. But sides, the girl from Mortal Kombat, um, Sonya, teeing him up for what he did. I guess he said something. And she's like, like, what's what's Sonya's last name? Oh, it's so awesome. I love when these refs just take over. It's so fun to watch. (laughs) so i don't remember sonia mollis sonia blade sonia blade yeah there you go is that it off yeah sonia blade <laughs> yeah Sonya that's what blade she looked like <laughs> she did. Yeah. So funny. She's all, fatality technicality whatever <laughs> technicality <laughs> bestiality uh, Off- dude, offensive I, foulinality i think it was just that i think he was kind of just like this is getting ridiculous and he was he's has a hard time controlling the ball, like dribbling. Like, does he have a broken finger or something? Like what it looks like he fumbles a lot right now. Turning the ball over. I think he had three in the first half, or yeah, three turnovers in the first half when he was one for five. 
maybe saving his energy, but man, he, he was getting beat by um, what Paulo and what um, Fultz were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the front court defense, they did a hell of a job on Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the first half. They just made it tough on him. And I don't think Booker felt like messing with it tonight, which is weird to say, but I just think that's what it was. Cause I can't think of anything else. It's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It's definitely what it felt like. If you know, he came out, didn't wasn't fully engaged, wasn't taking some shots, and like and you and you nailed it. A couple calls, all of a sudden he feels like, oh fuck this. It's it's literally yeah. like it's, it's what he was like. He's like, and it wasn't like fuck this, I'm gonna dominate. He's like, ah, oh, fuck this shit again. Like Monty Williams at the post-game press conference following the Giannis Antetokounmpo free throw test, uh or her fest. Uh, said, you know, like this guy shot 24 free throws. My guy shot three. And so, I mean, it, it's clearly something that's noticed. It's clearly something that Devin Booker's probably talked to Monty about. And he's probably like, I'm just not going through this again. I'm just not going to go through the <laughs> getting my ass beat. And don't get me wrong. Somebody, yeah. somebody said in the chat, let's see here. Ozzy Podfather. Is it just me or does Book struggle against Orlando? The length worries him. I don't know if it worries him. It affects him, though. They are a long team, and they're a quick team, and they're a physical team. And those are teams that typically give Devin Booker a hard time. That's why it's fun to have KD on the team because, like, nobody fucks with him. He's just like, I'll just rise above you. You can't block me. Whereas Devin Booker, you can. And I think that that's kind of what tonight was. It's him being pushed around a little bit. They they had a back-to-back at the front end of this week. They lost both the games. This is one where, in theory, they should win. And so he's like, in theory, some of you guys are going to have to pick me up tonight because I'm just not going to be – I'm not going to be about it tonight. Yeah, in a game like this, the Suns just kind of look old. I know they're not really. I mean, Chris Paul is, but they just kind of look old and slow like to a young, scrappy team, which shouldn't be it. But Booker is limited in ways of length um, on the court, for sure. That's mm-hmm. why all his shots he makes are so ridiculous because they're always just – they're released at the weirdest points – and just like guys draped all over him. I mean, he has to jump what like a mile high to get a lot of his shots off. So when that's not going there, and I can even tell from his lift off and stuff on the jump shots, it just wasn't there tonight. The energy wasn't there from him. So you know, we give Aiden a lot of crap, but bad game by book tonight, I think. For sure. I'll, te- I'll, I'll tell you. Don't tell Hubie Brown that Devin Booker's not six six because every time <laughs> Hubie Brown calls a game, yeah, he's like, Devin that. Booker's out there. He's six foot six. I'm like, what, dude? He's like six four, bro. Like. Like yeah, they're all like two inches shorter, except for yeah. Katie's like actually eight feet. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely different. Markel Fultz, what do you think of Markel Fultz tonight? He went for 25 points, he had nine assists, he was 11 of 17 from the field, seven rebounds. He was on triple double watch, had a couple steals, including the one where literally EJ's like, dude, he ain't even looking at Devin Booker right now, he's looking at his hips, and he just and then boom, turnover. It was unreal yeah. how like Eddie just called that. But what did you think about Mark- Markel Fultz tonight? And kind of him overall mm-hmm. and in general well i'm very excited for him to be back you know i mean he was never really there as a rookie obviously yeah he, but he can't be back he was never he's, there he's ba- his name's back right yes <laughs> he's his name's back and we notice he has a lot of speed he has a lot of energy but i love his control of the game like he's almost there i don't know what teams have to do really when they're young like they have to go through these stages where you know, games like this, like they should have won. The The Magic should have won this game. They outplayed oh, yeah. the Suns for they sure did. on both ends. Got to the rim at will. Like he did what he needed to do in that game. It's just like they barely fell short. But but Fultz is back, obviously. Last year, there were some signs. This year, he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just think that they just are going through like that last stage right now. Obviously, the record's not there. They want to get a better draft pick. But him and Paulo, like they're something to be reckoned with. And I think his name fell off, but... People have to realize, like, this guy is one of the best point guards right now in the league. I know it's a shitty team right now, but they're all trying to find themselves. Mm-hmm. But he never makes plays where it's like, what the fuck are you doing right there? Like, what is that? Like, he has great control in the offensive end, something that Paolo kind of needs to get better, but it's rookie year. So he definitely will get better in that in that area of his game. But right now, Fultz is like, man, I, I'm happy he's back. And I don't think, you know, the injuries were scary, but with the speed he's playing at right now, you can just tell mentally he's he's all there. He's back 100%. It's nice to see him play well. That's for sure. I mean, obviously, number one overall draft pick all the way back in the Josh Jackson draft, right? Yeah. He went first, and uh, God, did, Tat- did Tatum go second or third? Tatum went fourth. Right after the Suns. Remember we got Josh Jackson three, I thought, right? I thought we had four. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. We had four. Tatum went three. Sorry. Yeah, Lonzo Ball was two. Yep. So it went bad. Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Tatum, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox. That was that draft. So obviously didn't work out in Philly. Goes down, you know, got the yips, all that stuff. And to see him out there, it's just – and then they said his age. They're like, you know, he's out there. He's 24. I'm like, fuck, he's still so young, man. Oh, And yeah. you take a look at the Orlando Magic, and they have the makings of a really good team moving forward because you got that speedy, speedy point guard. You got Greg Anthony's kid, Cole Anthony, out there who can play at a high rate of speed as well, coming off the bench. Paolo Bancaro is – He's so good. He's legit, dude. He's, he's a legit insane. number one overall pick. Like he had that one back down, back down, spin out move against Devin Booker and sunk it from about 15 feet. That was smooth, man. He's got the physicality. He's only going to get better. They got the, you know, both Franz and Mo Wagner and, and Franz Wagner is a good solid player. They got bowl bowl. They're a team that in time will learn how to win these games. Cause you're right. The, the sun's got outplayed tonight. Let's not, let's not, bullshit ourselves right Mm -hmm. you you look at some of the statistics from a rebounding perspective they crushed the suns 47 to 35 uh the phoenix suns shot 47 percent from the field the the magic shot 50 percent the big thing for the suns they were eight for 28 they being the magic eight for 28 which is 28.6 percent from beyond the arc whereas the suns were 13 of 35 for 37 percent so the Suns had 15 more points from beyond the arc than the Magic did. Free throws, 19 to 23 for the Magic. The Suns were perfect to 17 to 17. Uh, turnovers, the Magic turned the ball over a little bit more, right? And they gave up 17 points off turnovers, where the Suns only gave up nine off of 14 turnovers. And that's kind of the story of the game, yeah. because points in the paint it was 58 to 40 in a, in favor <laughs> of the Magic. So yeah. You know, I mean, I guess... uh, Do it. Watch. DeAndre Ayton in this game, 16 points, 7 total rebounds, I think is what he ended with, right? Am I reading that right? Yep, 16 and 7, all on the defensive end. 6 of 12 from the field, 1 block. What'd you think of DA tonight? You know what? He was like the most competent player in the first quarter. I have to give it to him. Like he was the one um, that I trusted with the ball. He three times I counted tonight where he actually went to the rim where there was like defenders down there. And I'm like, that was nice to see. do it. Don't go down there. And he <laughs> was a little man. <laughs> he even, well, he had that one block from behind, but I feel like that could have been a foul too. Like there was three dudes there, but he tried to dunk over him. I'm like, what are you doing? I like that. I mean, it didn't yes. really result in what it was just a basically a missed shot, but his, his competence in the first quarter is really what carried us there. Um, he was open a lot. They should have kept going to him as much as they could tonight because no one else was really doing shit. Um, but he came back in, was kind of like, eh, you know, in the, in the second quarter, wasn't as great third quarter. Good again. But then he just was kind of up and down from there, but it was just such a weird ending to the game. And I don't know if he was really involved at all. They didn't really focus on him, obviously. Um, it was a lot of just the ISO game. And it'd be nice, like when they open up games like this in the first quarter where he's getting so many looks and it looks super easy. I know this team is kind of tall and long, right? Bull, Bull, Wendell Carter, whatever. But Aiden's so much better than this team, like as a whole. I just think that he could dominate more. I wanted him to get like 30 freaking shots tonight, man. Like I wanted him yeah. to keep wanted them just keep running plays for him. Just keep doing it. When he's in the game, keep running plays for him because most of the game it was kind of like a Mavericks game where it's like they're just relying on three-point shooting mm-hmm. when nothing's going down. We're lucky to get 13 of them to go down. And I just I was like just try to focus on DA cuz he was trying to finish strong tonight. So I feel like when he's doing that, keep feeding him because he needs to like feel that contact on his needs arm. The, well, he needs he the reps, that, you know, that sense of just like dominance down there over these guys where you can dunk over these dudes. Like he tried to, like you can get to the rim if you tried to, and he was doing that. So just keep going to him, but they just didn't freaking sucked. It, it was nice to see him try to play into contact. That's a new development. He did have some of the fadeaways. He did have kind of his his typical jumpers, which are fine. But he did try to play into some of the contact. I believe I will agree with what Banff says in the in the chat. He says I felt Da was middle of the road today, not bad nor good. 
That's how I kind of felt. Didn't have much of an effect on the game, and I get why. Again, as, as mentioned before, the Orlando Magic are a long team at all positions, and the Phoenix Suns aren't. DA's the biggest guy out there, and then your power forward is Torrey Craig, and then you have Josh Okoge. So you're not going to match up with this team from a size advantage, and that's one of the reasons they got killed on the board. We got to remember, he is not Hulk. He is not Shaq. He is DeAndre Ayton. So I think that, it was a it was a it was a solid perform. It wasn't I wouldn't say solid. It was a ho hum. Who said ho hum in here? John Carl ho hum da. Very well said. It was a ho hum da game. You know, Devin Booker came in wasn't necessarily focused. Uh, <laughs> you know that's what it felt like. Uh, yeah. DeAndre Ayton comes in and is you know just kind of he's there. It wasn't those guys who really won the game for the Phoenix Suns. It was Josh Okogie's huge humongous balls at the very beginning. But it was also a couple other guys, which we'll talk about right after this ad from DraftKings. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back up to $10. I got Houston winning it all. I know. I'm dumb. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So you didn't watch like any college basketball oh. today, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, just really quick, code. I just thought this is what I was laughing at before. Okay, like five seasons in, getting context is a new development and shake my head. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Really I know. All right, but when he's running down the court as a Phoenix Sun, and you got KD coming back. You're like, he has to do something. I have to kind of start believing. But anyways, yeah. What did you say? No college basketball. Did you Did you watch any college basketball today? Any of? No, I didn't know it was on. My God. I don't, I don't watch. I don't really, I don't even I watch. don't either, but it's March Madness, bro. Like, we I watch, know. We love basketball. I'm not a bro anymore. I don't know what I am, right? There's aliens. There's freaking, you know, banks are closing. All that Ever stuff. Ever since I'm you stopped eating apartment. corn, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. the interesting thing today, and hopefully you experience this some tomorrow, is after watching college basketball kind of all day and then watching NBA, you just appreciate NBA so much more. Yeah, because the pace of play, (laughs) the pace of play, the, you know, it's just, it's so much more fun. But so you didn't see there was uh, the the second game of the day was Virginia. And Virginia's playing like Furman or something. And they've got the ball. They're up two and there's 10 seconds left, right? So they throw the ball in and they trap the guard. And the guard just like chucks it down the court, (laughs) right? Uh, and, and, And all he has to do is stand there and just get fouled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he doesn't because they're up. They're up to all he's got to do is get fouled. He chucks it down court and a guy from the opposing team from Furman picks it off, dribbles up, passes it to a guy. And then the guy hits a three and they end up winning the, you know, they win the game. Oh my like, God. Oh, you know, <laughs> it was like, fuck man. I love well, this shit. And then you they lost. <laughs> I know. I know. That's pretty nice. I guess I don't, I don't really get into the college thing. Um, I was, my impression of college basketball is very like, Oh, this is it. It's like, oh, oh pass the ball. Pass. Oh, what's that uh, Boban commercial? Where he's like, and he passed the ball. He passed the ball. Pass That's the what ball. it is. Pass, pass the, the ball. ball. But then the crowd pass is the just ball. like, oh, the whole time. It's like, what? Yeah, so like it, the, the Duke people are just jumping up and down the whole time. Like, yeah. oh. I wish I cared about it's, sports. It's only, it's only fun in the last like two <laughs> minutes, college basketball. It's only fun in the last two minutes or when you bet on it. So mm-hmm. uh, question I have for you today. Where in the world is TJ Warren? Where's TJ Warren, man? No TJ well, Warren out there. I don't know. I mean, he, I don't want to see him if he's playing with um, Ross. I don't want to see those two on the court together. So I don't know. Is what? What is this? What are we I doing think, with this team right now? What I think idea? that TJ Warren had U of A playing Virginia in the championship game, and they both got eliminated today. And he was literally on the toilet with it naked in the locker room crying the entire time. He was so upset. He, he bet his house on the game on, on that, 
on that scenario. So that's where TJ Ward so that, was. That's today. why. Okay. So he told okay. Mont to not playing. Because he, no, of he that? said he, he Mont's like, dude, TJ, I'm gonna need you tonight. He's like, dude, I'm naked. Yeah, I'm naked and crying. He's like, well, you guys are always naked. <laughs> Should TJ Warren be getting minutes over Terrence Ross? No, I like Ross. I don't like TJ. I just how can you not just play him at separate times of the game? Like there has to be times where like you can throw TJ in there with the starting unit. Like what? Let him like play some Okogi minutes or something. Play with the starting unit. Be an extra guy in the corner to hit a three or something. You know what I mean? Like he was so good, and he wasn't like great, but he was really good when he was with the Nets and he was that other guy with the starters. Yeah. So I don't know if we're waiting for KD to come back, but he can sit there and he'll take what the defense gives him. But as soon as he's open, as soon as like he gets the ball, he'll jack it up. And he's automatic usually. Right now, it's like if he's on the court, he's handling the ball too much. He's doing too much with the ball. Just hit him when he's open. And that's all he's there for. And he needs to be playing, I think. But I think he does too. I think he's an NBA veteran. He has a specific set of skills. He's a better defender than Terrence Ross is. He has more physicality. Terrence Ross had five fouls in this game. Now, again, he was out there at the very end and got the two free throws. Yeah. Which was huge, but that's he's a shooter. Like, you're going to have him in those minutes regardless. But when it comes to TJ Warren, I almost feel like, remember back when Monty Williams just wouldn't play fucking Javon Carter? Like, just wouldn't play him. Like, Elliot Kobo is out there getting every chance possible. Javon Carter... Show, he changed the game when he would come in with his defensive intensity, yeah. his ability to hit the three ball. And he just refused to fucking play him. And I feel like that's kind of how it is right now with with Terrence Ross. It's like, I'm going to put this guy in no matter what. And I get it. Like, tonight's a revenge game for him, right? Terrence Ross played six seasons with the Orlando Magic. He's playing against his former team. You're hoping for some good things. He ended with how many points? Terrence Ross, blah, blah, blah. Seven points, okay? On one of seven, uh, or, or I'm sorry, two of five shooting. Played 16 minutes. But at some point, I'd like to see Ter- uh, uh, TJ Warren get some of those minutes because I think, again, he's an NBA veteran and he's somebody who could probably contribute to this team on both ends of the oh, yeah. of the court versus just one end of the court. Yes. Low Sun says no, he's Cheeks. And the way he's been used, I think he's been Cheeks. And I do miss... Um, I don't even know what that means. It's just butt Cheeks. Butt cheeks. Okay. It depends whose butt Cheeks you're talking about. But yeah. I, I do, I do, I do miss Javon Carter and Payne playing together in the backcourt. Remember when they used to come and just tear shit up? Dude, yes. That the energy. Bubble. Like when I think about these players we used to have, I'm like why don't we still, why don't we just still have those guys on this team? Like Javon's killing it. Of course, the Carter was, thing sucks. And we played Javon in the out. last game and it was so frustrating because he did it the entire game. He's like, I'm just going to play you full court. I'm like, Dude, why? Was, I just missed that. I've always loved him. I used to say he was going to be one of our future point guards. I, I love the guy. Now he's, He's not a, a a legit point guard, but he can play next to Book. He would have been perfect yeah. for this team, man. Hell yeah! Oh, but speaking of point guards who came in <laughs> and provided some uh, a, a good lift and about time for the second game in a row. Here comes the pain. Twenty-one minutes tonight for Cameron Payne. 7 of 12 from the field, 3 of 5 from beyond the arc. He had 18 points in this game, Matthew. He had 5 assists, he had 1 steal, and he only had 1 turnover. Cameron Payne, dude, yes. he took over in the third quarter for a minute. He took over when he came in in, this, in the first half. Has he turned the corner, or is this still just like, wait and see? Yeah, I think we give him, what, like 5 games, maybe? Um just because he can all of a sudden just go back to the mental asylum. Like he should just be yeah. right back in there. You know what I mean? Like, Oh no, if you, uh, you're trying to stab your sister, right? You got to go back. So he, he might be that, you know what I mean? Like, but what he's doing right now, my favorite part is just him and jock working on a game. I think I said the last pod, but that's so important to have mm-hmm. those guys work things out. And the way he was finding him with some sick passes and like hitting ish in the corner, like those were his first two assists of the game. But I was like, dude, how many assists does he have? Only two. But he just was looking so good out there where it felt like it was like a five or six assist first half. Like, I was just like, oh, like this guy's going off right now, but only two assists. But his shot making everything, of course, has to be there for everything else to fall in place. Because I feel like if he's not making his shots and he gets in his own head and then he doesn't do anything else. But once he can hit a couple threes, mm-hmm. he gets everybody else involved and he starts, he starts dancing and he starts doing his thing, his celebrations where... He's like, God damn it, I miss I'm yeah, I miss Mikhail Bridges. You know what I mean? Like he just you could tell he misses him a lot. Um I he tweets a bit, he used to tweet about it all the time, like how much he missed him. 
Um, yeah. But, dude, this is important, right? He's the X factor, but I think the he way is... he can bring this offense on the, off the bench together and just start moving the ball around, that is huge because last game I called them ugly. The ugly bench, I think that's what the problem is. But tonight they look like, what, Prince Charming out there in the second quarter basically carrying this team and just trying to do their best to – blow away this Maddox team and then this and then the first unit comes back in just and blows sucks. everything yeah <laughs> they're like oh yeah i'm tired of playing yeah you know the goal is to have cameron Payne not become like a villain in batman constantly getting into and breaking out of arkham asylum because mm-hmm. that's what we're afraid of is right now he's breaking out of arkham asylum he's not in his own head he's he's playing well he's shooting from multiple uh, spots on the floor. And that's the key. Good Cameron Payne doesn't run the same shit over and over again. When Cameron Payne ain't right, he's always going left and he's just shooting some wild shot. We saw him going right, uh, like play against Franz Wagner, where you could tell that Franz forgot that he was a lefty and all of a sudden he snuck one in for a quick layup, facilitating the offense, obviously getting the crowd involved. The the big four point play to end the first quarter. Yeah, it was, it was just, he did all those little things tonight. And again, I'm hoping. I, I still, I'm, I'm in wait and see mode with Cameron Payne. Me too. It's it's two games. Uh, we want to see more from him, obviously. But you know, and I I think that, uh, you know, it's it's so vital. I was going to ask you if he was the X factor, but you literally said that in your yeah. I've been I've been, there. but I've been saying that he he definitely him and Aiden he, are the two X factors. He is. Can the there be two factor. or just one? Well, one would be like the Y factor. Like, okay. Aiden can be the why factor. Like, why, why not? Why? Why weren't you traded? I'm just sure. I'm joking. I, I never thought about this. Aiden backwards you. is not ya. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. How did I, we never think about oh, that? Not, not, not ya. your business. Not yeah, your business. Like not not ya. <laughs> so, <laughs> I randomly thought about that while I was watching the game. Mm-hmm. I saw him. At the end of the play, I'm like, his name backwards is not, yeah. Hmm. Oh, hmm. shit. It's like Dallas backwards is salad. But again, so vital to have a, a solid Cameron Payne once again. And we'll see what happens in Oklahoma City on Sunday. Another guy, though, who had a solid game for the Phoenix Suns, and it was very, very welcomed. What's up? The juice tonight. Three of six from the field. All those were from beyond the arc. He had nine points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, but he came out and was really setting the tone early. It was the best Tory Craig start we've seen this season. He had a three, he had a steal, he had a hustle rebound, and he had really solid defense on Paolo Bancaro throughout the entire night. I felt, yeah, I think he had like some kind of tiff with them. Like, he, it was like Paolo thought like he was gonna get the better of Craig, but then Craig's like, Well, hold up, rookie, like I'm actually a decent player, I can play some offense. He tried to take it to him defensively. He did a pretty good job. The only thing is, like, I felt like Paolo wasn't getting any calls. I felt like like Paolo was drawing a lot of contact tonight, but was. the rest were not giving him anything. So that kind of helped. Um, but Craig, yeah, man, you know, it's kind of weird to actually rely on him for threes. Every time he shoots it and makes it in the back of my mind, I'm like, I love Craig a lot. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if he's like our second best three-point shooter off the bench when KD comes back. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, ugh, I don't know. Because I think Payne would be number one. Him, Lee would maybe be three-ish. Yeah, if Lee know. would just take some more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know he, why he doesn't shoot threes. But I, yeah. I will say, Paulo Bancaro, if he was treated like Giannis and another free throw, he would be at the line every five seconds because yeah. he does draw a lot he of He will contact. be that guy. And he will be that guy. That's 100% yeah. correct. And Torrey Craig, he took a lot of that contact today. But that is an interesting thing that you bring up because I was thinking about that today too. It's like, why doesn't Damian Lee just shoot more threes? Like Damian Lee had played in what, like ten minutes tonight? So yeah. ten minutes, he was one of two from beyond the arc, and they were. It was like he he shot one on one possession, missed. Next position, he hit it, and I'm like, come on, Keep D. Lee. Keep like, going. You're you're supposed to be our three point specialist. Like good, bad, or indifferent. Landry Shamit would shoot the fucking threes. It would annoy us because he'd go like you know, one of seven, but at least mm-hmm. he would shoot seven. At least you know, you got to keep shooting D gotta Lee. Keep... I almost feel like Damian Lee is like, okay, listen, like what, what's his percentage in the, in the league? Is he third? Is he fourth? He's somewhere in there. He's top five, top 10. Maybe somebody in the chat could let us know exactly where he stands relative to three point shooting in the league. But I feel like he's one of those guys who is, it, it, it's like a guy who's, who's flirting with like 300 in baseball. Or 400, but that never happens anymore. And 
he goes up there and, or he, he doesn't want to take at bats because he doesn't want to risk not being a 300 hitter, right? Like Damian Lee's a guy yes. who's looking at a contract potentially in the off season. And if he continues to shoot and that, that efficiency drops, it's going to affect his money in the off season. That's what it feels like. He doesn't shoot the three ball. Like he did at the beginning of the year. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you can literally, if you go on to the old uh, basketball reference and you pull up, all of his game by games, right? Let's see here. Looking at his three point shooting, he shot three in the last game zero, one, one, four, zero, zero, three, one, four, four. You have to go all the way back to the game against Atlanta where he was one of nine. You know, there, there's nine, but you look at the front end of the season five, four, five, seven, five, five, six, five, five, three, seven, three, five, six, six, ten. At the front end of the season, so let's just pick uh, what, what, what game was today? 69th, 70th game? Yeah, 70th game, right. So I'll pick the first 35, first half of the season for Damian Lee. All right, first half of the season, Damian Lee was attempting 3.9 three-pointers per game. The second half of the season, not including tonight, he's been, he's been shooting three. So he's down a whole attempt a game, essentially, in half the season. No, it's bad. Dude, it's not good. No, it's not. Shoot the ball more, Damian Lee. It's the one reason you're here. Yeah. Um, Thomas Bell to say he's number four this year. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, appreciate that, brother. Yeah. So the only thing I can think of is like maybe he's like, well, I could do more out there. I can be, you know, I can do different things. I want to be used, utilized more. Maybe Monty's like, I need someone else to come off the bench. I can move the ball around. So he's like, oh, well, I'm going to try to be that guy to prove myself. And but he then doesn't do that. If, I know, but then like he has like his little um, floater he does, and now he's working on like his like euro step down there. But I I miss like looking at like I look at the Brooklyn Nets, you know, I look at Cameron Johnson shooting his two for seven, you know, sometimes three for nine. Just he jack he used to just jack up threes all game long, all and game I, long, and I miss that. I I miss the guy, you know, Kogi does that, and we I'm fine with it. If we can just come in and shoot like freaking five or six a game, it'd be awesome because he'd get hot. He hit two or three, and that's a big difference. It's huge. You need that guy. You need that spark plug off the bench. And just for reference, the first half of the season, he was averaging 21 minutes a game. The second half of the season, he's averaging 20. So the volume's going down. The playing time really hasn't necessarily done the same. Facts, facts. Facts. Uh, what else do you want to talk? Oh, it's you were hanging out in Orlando tonight, right? You were there on the subreddit stakeout, huh? The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Tent anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew was in Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't look creepy at all, huh? I think Walt Disney World. Do they have clowns down there? Or no? Do they have a clown thing? Bozo the clown. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what were they saying on the subreddit? <laughs> it's so I look like a serial killer right now. You do. Yeah. You do. Jeffrey Dahmer called. <laughs> he said, hey, yeah, Matthew, this... I know you. Yeah. Spider Man, me, right? <laughs> I think someone asked me how tall I was. I think I'm 6'3, so I'm a 6'3 ball clown. That's disgusting. You're not 6'3, dude. 6'3 and a half, almost 6'4, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, you're like 6'4, 6'5. Yeah. I'm six I... foot. Yeah, someone always asks like every pod, but they always want to, and that's always the funny thing when they meet us in per- person. They're always like, "Like Voida, you're taller, or bigger." Probably they're just like, "You're fatter than I thought." And Matthew, you're taller. They just say I'm taller. That's it. And then they give you a gummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this poor guy subreddit. He's like, "I was going to the game, but my bathroom flooded this morning." Oh my god! Can you imagine that? <laughs> I, I just go to the game. Fuck How it. terrible would that be, dude? Because if you go to the game, guess what? You can take a shit there. <laughs> True. I don't know what that's to do with anything. I feel like sometimes I go on subreddit stakeout, but I'm somewhere else. I'm not supposed to be. And I just read random comments. Like this has nothing to do with the game because I'm not even on the game those, thread. Those, those, <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're on like subreddit uh, today. I learned that's like my favorite subreddit. Yeah. I love today. Oh, I, I learned. I haven't looked at that. I like that. Um. This uh, the Suns team has so many annoying players. Lol, I don't think I have. I don't think I've liked CP3 since he's been with the Hornets with David West. That's such a long time ago. Oh my That's god! Like, I remember when yeah. I was going to community college, looking at Chris Paul highlights. Oh my god, dude! That's so yeah, weird. David West, man. <laughs> Jeez, once upon a time, huh? Yeah, uh, man. Fuck Valley Sports. I I actually had an okay time with it today. Did you have any issues? No, I don't stream it. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I have DirecTV. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, more like no. <laughs> I can Kobe. hear you breathing through. Oh, can the, you hear that? Through yeah, your nose, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> Matthew, for like, those of you who are listening, Matthew has like a clown nose on. Don't and like watch. Weird glasses. This is nasty. Um, so more like no Kobe. Is that what they were saying? Yeah, that was a good one, huh? <laughs> I was gonna say like he was. It, it was uh, Josh O for five Kogi from Beyond the Arc. That would have been better. <laughs> Uh, why why do these Suns players all have the same kind of weird celebration every time they hit a shot? So I think it's only the one guy left, and it's Cameron Payne. That's it. It's we don't called have, being we don't a celebrate. team, okay? That's what teams do. Yeah. They have the same yeah, celebration. Every baseball team has some, like, thing when they hit, they get a double. You know, they're out there just, like, doing the yeah. hand jive. Born to hand yeah, it's only one guy baby. left now, too. Yeah, it's just Cameron Payne. He's the only one who hits threes. Oh, this is actually a shout out to Cameron Payne, though. How uh, low key I love Cameron Payne. Uh, dude was out what? of the league, worked his on his game, and now he's back in his legit contributor. Um, what would the be fuck on is any going kind on? of roster. What happened? What, kind of, what kind of subreddit is this? They complimented Cameron Payne normally. They yeah, it never happens. Him. So I had to put it on there. Word. And then, uh, yeah, they called me a creep and I had to leave. They called you a creep? <laughs> The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Baff says poggers. What does pogger mean? What is that? I, I know no what idea. pogs are. Remember I know pogs? pogs. Yeah, hell yeah. I grew yeah. up with pogs, man. Slammers and such. Joel Ramirez, $2 in the super chat. We truly appreciate it, my friend. It says T Ross offense plus Tory Craig defense equals how good? Yeah, it's like if you can make them like the same player. Well, that's It'd what I'm be saying. Like, an okay player. Have, you have to have like Ross and Ish out there together, or Ross and Craig. You can't have Ross and TJ Warren. That's just no. It's that's as bad as you can get. Yes, it's the same guy out there. It's the same guy twice, and ain't nobody got time for that. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, a reminder, hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along live on YouTube. If you're bored, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That is, you give us five stars, and then you write a review. And uh, we'll read it right here on the pod. We haven't had one in a while, and it's always nice hearing what you have to say. Who's your jam star of the game? I'm going to go with Cameron Payne. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, I'm going to go with Cameron Payne, too. I appreciate the support, for sure. He's the guy tonight. Too easy. Awesome. Too easy. Just mm-hmm. uh, just so you know, Jamsters, we're going to do a little Jamsters react segment here very soon. So start asking your questions in the chat as we begin to preview Ooh. the next game for the Phoenix Suns. It is at 1230 on a Sunday afternoon, right in the middle of March Madness, with where Matthew still won't know what the fuck's going on. Third consecutive game <laughs> with the Phoenix Suns wearing the City Edition jerseys, those baby blues. One of the last times we'll see them this season. Hopefully they don't bring them out at all in the playoffs. I'm over them, Matthew, as I am with the Thunder. I'm over the court. I just it just reminds me of two years ago when that season was so fucking though that playoff run was awesome because it's the same court. They just painted over it. Yeah. Uh, how upsetting, right? Um, where the uh Thunder are 10th seed right now. Awesome. So they'd be in the play-in. It looks like they're probably they're, gonna make it, right? They're if a they good do. team, man. Oh, they're... can we get SGA? We can get him this game, right? We we should. It's not the unless it's a back the only time no. they send him is on back to backs. Okay, so we get him, so it's gonna be tough. I'm going to say OKC wins this game. We're just predicting. I think I wouldn't doubt it. The way the Suns play tonight, yep. combined with the way the Thunder are playing right now, even yep. though, you know, Suns should be the better team. It's going to be like tonight, I feel like. But the Thunder just have that edge. They're going to, SGA is going to go off and just prove he's the best player on the court right now. I Unless Devin Booker can prove himself. I think we'll you're see. right. I think that the, it, I think a lot of it is honestly going to happen or, or, going to be a result of what happens over these next couple days right like suns are off yeah. friday friends are suns are off saturday i'm quite sure that golden state and the clippers are going to play between now and them those are obviously the teams that are trying to chase down the suns in the standings and i honestly think that the suns are going to sit there and they're going to watch what's going on and, and they're going to be like okay listen they're going to you know we need to defend the four or hey you know we have a little bit more of some uh of some leeway i don't think that we're we're going to win this game. I just, I'm just, that's where I'm at right now. Jamsters. I'm sorry. I really want to be really want to be really good defense, dude. I yeah. don't know if he can against this team, man. It's, it's a just tough too much team. ball they, movement, too much ball movement. And they just keep coming at you. And again, when it comes to SGA, you got to realize like that guy gets to the paint yeah. at a ridiculous clip and he gets to the line at a ridiculous clip as well. So 
if you're frustrated with fouls, Devin Booker, you better be ready for another technical foul. I mean, there's just there's no two ways about it. That's just what's going to happen. He's he's going to attack. It'd be cool if KD came back for this game. It would be, but you know, hope in one hand and shit in the other, and see which one fills up faster. Jamsters react. All right, Jamsters, this is a chance for you to ask us questions. We'll answer them here right on the pod for the last five minutes. We'll start off with So Says Jay saying, I hate you, Voida. <laughs> Don't hate me. Hate the fact that you like U of A. All right. Gabo says, will Book break TC's record this year? Uh, I've actually been tracking this. He's close. I think the challenge that he's going to have is I don't know how eligible it would be. It, it technically should be eligible, True. but yeah. you, ha- you have to play 70% of the season and he's going to miss that. If Dev Booker plays every game, I think he ends at 50 this year and you need like 55 for it to be like applicable, but 55 games averaging over 27.2 points. I think that that's something that could happen. You know, Yeah. And plus rec- records this year and forever will just not matter anymore. So I don't think it's anything to look forward to in the future. Um, Cause no one gives a shit about anything during the regular season. <laughs> I it's do, true, but it's one of those sons' records, right? Like it's it's don't. it's an old old record. I know. Crazy Luigi, what's the earliest Kevin Durant can return from us? Sunday. Yeah, he can return at any time. He's shooting right now, right? He's shooting right now. He was he was hoisting jumpers in practice, but there's a lot of rumors that the Suns are really going to take their time with him. So initially, they said a three week eval. It's been a week and a half, so we'd have to wait. Essentially, it'd be like next Wednesday, right? Next Wednesday will be week two. It would be a week from Wednesday is the evaluation period. So if you do the math on it, he would come back with, I think, like five games left, and we have 12. So seven more games. Jeez, man. Ugh. You know, um, it's fine, I guess. But I was I was thinking, too, like the way these doctors are handling everything with injuries, like I don't know if it's good or not. Like they're giving these guys a lot of time off, but then they get injured again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe they should just if you're feeling good, just go out there and play, you know, toughen it up, maybe toughen up that energy. And I don't even know what I'm talking about. What's the next question? <laughs> Bamf, uh, how far realistically do you think we'll make it in the postseason? Oh, my God. OK, um, you want me to be honest? Yeah. Second round. With KD, I think we're going to the finals. Okay. I really do. I think if everything lines up correctly, if we're the four seed, we'd have to play Denver in the second round. I think we can beat Denver in the second round because they're like the Suns right now, right? They're like the Suns were last year. where they're, They peaked, and they're on the downside of a peak at the back of the season, just like Phoenix was. Four losses in a row. Four losses in a row. They're kind of coasting. And, then after, and then after that, then you would play – in the Western conference finals, potentially the winner of, you know, the two, three matchup. If it was, if golden state doesn't do something, whatever, or the Clippers don't do something, I can see us going to the finals. Kobe Broid again. Are you wearing any green right now, Matthew? Yeah, I am. Are you really? Uh, huh. what are you wearing? I got a little green? clover tattoo actually tonight. I have an Irish guy right here. And I got the Irish flag right there, top one here. So nice. I'm always green, wearing though? green. Yeah, hell yeah. Is it the still Irish green? Flag? Okay. Hell yeah, that's green. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> green, baby. Do you miss Sarich from Thomas Bell? I I did until um, Aiden sat on the ball last game. So I'm like, all right, Aiden, if you can do that for me, then I'm fine without him. <laughs> I don't miss Sarich's play. I miss Sarich as a person. He's a good dude. But I don't yeah, he was know. awesome. He's funny I mean, as hell. I don't really, I mean, he didn't really play much. So uh, let's see. Any other questions in there? Why well, just suck? I'm not seeing very many questions. <laughs> um, Aiden looks banged up. Did we rest him? Yeah, he got hit in the groin, right? Yeah, it looked like it was like right on the, the inner thigh. Inner thigh. So. Yeah, like a knee right to the inner thigh. And he was, he was, he, he looked a little hobbled. So would you rest him, Matthew? I wouldn't. I say you play through injuries. Just fucking man up, dude. I bet you Katie could have just kept playing. You know what I mean? I think they're just being extra cautious, but I don't know. I don't like it. I want these guys yeah. to play. Yeah, I do too. I 100% Obviously, of course I do. Shit. Uh, yeah, I think I think we play him. I don't think that he's okay. going to be... Uh, uh, I don't think they're going to sit him. Crazy Luigi, still wondering what's up with Landry Shamit, by the way. How long was his oh. injury initially? Nobody knows, injury. dude. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. 
seriously, no, there's been no reporting on it. It's just like, up oh, his foot hurts, and like he's shooting at practice every now and then, and it's just nobody. There's been no reports upon uh, about this the entire season. I've read and researched everywhere. There's just no information. There's on nothing, so I'm not worried about it. There's there's not a thing. So on, on that note, Matthew, I think we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Again, thanks to everyone who's been who's yeah. been hanging out with us. We hope you have a great St. Patrick's Day. We'll see you Sunday. I'll see you maybe tomorrow, Matthew, if you come over and try to watch five minutes of college basketball with me. I probably fall asleep right away. You probably will. <laughs> and next I have podcast, to be at the water park all day. Yeah, next podcast will be twenty minutes late. If that's still okay, because I'll be oh yes, drive home the- and I'll have everything ready, but just pop on. Do you want me to get somebody else and have you pop on twenty minutes? If you want, if you want to just go straight after. And then I can drop on. It's up to you. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Let's just play it out. Because you, because you know how you know my, you know my philosophy on the podcast, right? Sooner we start, sooner we finish. (laughs) I say it all the time before we start recording. This is the seventieth episode we've done this season, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, just understand. And it's it's been more than that. With the KD shit was going on, shit we were doing one every five minutes. So. Mm Uh, but on that note, again, thanks for hanging out with us. We truly do appreciate it. You spend a little time with uh, Jamster Nation here. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Follow me at Darth Voida. Follow the show at Suns Jam. Follow Matthew. At Matthew Lissy. And uh, have have a Guinness or two, everybody. Yeah, go Each drink. Day. Go drink, yeah. but don't drive. Have fun. Go home and drink your family. <laughs>